Hey, Beb. Um, welcome back to the High Life. I'm Kat. I'm Jen. Hey, everyone. This is Alex. And so, Jen, how's our work going? How's, how's the week going? Yeah, it's going all right. Um, work was actually super stressful. I was in a it's meeting. It's one of those times. Busy period, right? Oh, it was so busy. I was in meetings till like 6 p.m., like a bit over 6, remember? And I saw you. You um, definitely needed a drink after that one, for sure. Oh, gee, I was actually didn't get a drink at all after that, really. No, it's still on call. Yeah, I was literally still on call. Um, literally, I was on a call with you and our colleague. Well, I was on the phone. We are on a train into the city um, because I had to go somewhere. Yeah, just a busy, busy period. Honestly, it's so busy. But what, what about, what else outside of work are you doing, keeping yourself busy? Um, gym... Pretty like normal stuff, you know, like the gym, which is really good. Then I've also started focusing on like some other side hustles. Oh, nice. I was going to keep yourself busy. Exactly. I, I know recently you started mentoring one of our mutual friends, like their sibling. How's that going? I think it's going well. Like it was really sweet. So our friend basically messaged me and he was like, hey, um, can you please help my sister? I was like, sure. But what would you want me to help her with? And he was like, um, would you be able to please help her get a guide and like what to do with her job and life? She just finished university. I was like, oh my god, I feel like so honored. I'd love to. So that's been good. Yeah, well, obviously, it must be going well. You've been doing it for a while now, right? Um, kind of, kind of not really. Yeah, I took her to a networking event with me. Oh yeah, how'd that go? I think it went well. It was interesting because she told me that it was she had just finished studying finance at university. Oh nice, with a business degree, like major in finance. And she was like, it was very interesting to hear, like, actual what she'd done at university applied in real life and conversations. And it kind of made, so it kind of made me reflect right back to when I was in university, you know, when you did internships and you actually saw what you were learning in the workplace. It's, it's quite surreal, right? It it's, it's, actually, it's, that. it's surreal, but also I feel like it's like, oh, you only... Uni wasn't, a, like, a waste of time. Exactly, actually, right? It's not like, like the stuff I learned, I was like, oh, okay, actually, this is pretty good. Yeah, it's actually, like, super cool. But no, it's, like, super good. Like, I think it's so, so important because I'm helping you kind of build a personal brand. Oh, yeah. Well, obviously, especially coming out of uni, you don't know how to do and even develop a personal brand. Exactly, right. It's, like, so hard because, like, who am I? Because, you know, at university, maybe you're a party kid or you're so party um, gal or, like, guy. Um, or maybe you were the really studious one, like any stereotype, right? So then how do you break away after that, Alex? I think also to that point is how do you transition to the corporate world? Exactly. Um, I think personal brand is one of those things, right? Like initially you have your personal brand amongst your friends, Mm -hmm. people you meet and all stuff. But I think once you go into the workforce, you've got to develop like this corporate personal brand where it's like how you show your work, how you deliver what you need to do, which is a skill in itself. Definitely. And have you, you probably learned a lot over the years oh, when working, right? Definitely. I think my biggest takeaway is like your social media needs to be on private. Oh, I agree. Needs to be on private. But I think even to that point, like when even now, like recruiters and stuff are looking mm-hmm. at people's like Facebooks, Instagrams, mm-hmm. and to verify, to see what they're like outside of work, right? Mm-hmm. And so that, that, that personal brand, that also carries over to your corporate world. Oh, completely, yeah. And then it's like, you know, with corporate, right, um, you go to these work events and then you'll have one drink, right? And I feel like that's when, like, the filter kind of starts to come down a little bit. I think it's your true with, with a bit of alcohol, everyone's kind of, they're a bit more relaxed. Mm. Their, their words are not as, like, refined. It's like the sayings for loose lips. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, like, I think, but the thing is, the corporate event, like, you're still at work, so you still mm-hmm. have to uphold, like, kind of a professional, kind of personal brand. Because if you don't, uh, it could be obviously not great for yourself. Yep. Uh, with a few, maybe, like, human resource or kind of uh, <laughs> concerns, HR. HR concerns. Oh, the team's chats are getting a bit too spicy. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're just getting a bit too excited. But then how, do you find it hard to separate personal and uh, professional since we spend so long with our colleagues anyway, right? It can get hard. You know what it comes down to? I think it comes down to like being very careful who you share your personal life with. I agree. But I think it's also it's also the boundaries. You've got to set boundaries. Make sure your boundaries are... Oh, ver- very much it. set boundaries, yeah. Because I've got a few friends. So like, for instance, like you and I are very extroverted, right? And we're both, I would say, personal people, yeah? I agree with that. But then, you're, yeah, you're very personal. You're very personal, man. You're very personal. We ordered too much about you. Um, but, like, it's always good chat. We, I, I'm in a group chat, a few group chats with him, and it's interesting chats, to say the least. Hey, look, it, it, the chats are very fine. Very, everyone's friends in the chat. It's, yeah, all, it's, it's, it's all, all good. All colleagues, it's, all, it's all about board. Yeah, all colleagues, about board and, and whatnot. But um, in saying that, though, I guess like you were saying, like, how do you keep those boundaries and actually, like, keep to them and actually do it? It is super hard. And I think, it's, yeah, it comes down to, like, actually understanding who you can trust, which can be super hard. But at the same time, it's about understanding their personal brand and who you vibe with. Because, you know, if you open up the wrong person, like... It could be disastrous. Oh, it's extremely it disastrous. It could be very disastrous. It's one of those things, right? Especially in the corporate world, you have so many different personalities, so many deadlines, so much political kind of drama that the wrong impression and it looks very bad for you. Yeah, well, interesting. So, so yeah, I was, um, but yeah, it's interesting because basically um, I've got a lot of introverted friends, right? Even though we're both extroverted, interesting, right? And one of my best friends, she always says to me, how do you have friends at work? Really? Yeah, all the How's, time. How is this? A, She's a consultant too. This is a this funny is, This is uh, interesting news for me because I feel like, because you spend so much time with your colleagues, right? Mm-hmm. You end up just becoming friends with them anyway. Yeah. And she's just like, Jen, like, I don't understand why you make friends with your work. She, I love it. She's like, I don't understand why you make friends with your work colleagues. You have too many friends. Too I'm popular. Like, it's just too popular. What can Jen. I say now? <laughs> way too popular. <laughs> and she's, we get it. We get it. <laughs> and she's like, oh, mate, you are too. It's all right. We're equal. It's all right. We're uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> It's all right, but it, carry on. It's an, it's an equal society, man. It's an equal society. Equal society, if I were both popular. There we go, there we go. But, like, she's like, all I need is you um, and then my other two best friends, and then I just need my husband, and that's it. Very small social circle. Yeah, she keeps it very tight, very small. And you know what? I love that for her. And she's always just like to me, you're always out with, like, your work friends from, like, different companies, your current company... And I'm like, yeah, that's just living. I was like to, you know, she she's also married and stuff and has the kids. So to her, like, her family is her life, right? Yeah. Which is beautiful. And then she has her friends, but she keeps her very close. Whereas I'm more like, I have lots of friends. I love constantly being out and about and socializing. And for me, I, to be in a workplace, I like having that friendship group. I feel like it's so much more fulfilling, right? It's, and then I've been at workplaces where I didn't instantly click with people. And it was hard. It definitely makes it hard, especially Mm. with work. Like, the people make you want to go to work and actually enjoy the time there longer. Exactly. Especially, you know, the whole, like, hot desking thing, right? Because you can sit next to a mate. You can sit wherever you want. Sit in an office. 
exactly wherever exactly yeah like it's, like it's good to sit next to a mate right and then you can vent to them straight away yeah you know like that is a benefit right of like actually being able to do this and like having those things but again it's like for boundaries right because like see my friend this introvert she doesn't like it because she doesn't like people knowing anything about her well that's fair enough yeah not everyone is as social as we are no we're not we're no, but i think <laughs> it's one of those things like with the with personal and with work it's like it's who like you said before it's who you can trust but i think the more you like you hang out with colleagues and stuff that line kind of gets a bit blurry because your social and your colleagues they kind of like interact a lot more right yeah, so then I guess for you over the years, you're like me, you've made friends at every job you've had. Pretty much you keep your friends and you also have to maintain quite a lot of friends, friendship groups. So then how do you, each time you approach situations, keep that separation without damaging your personal brand, right? Yeah, so I think one of the things is, as we keep going on about the boundaries. So especially when it comes to like work colleagues and stuff, there is boundaries um, and, and obviously, even if you do become friends as colleagues, you, there's still a boundary there. Like, you've got to make sure you're inside. When you're in work, you're in work. You're outside of work. You're outside of work. And when you have that kind of boundaries and you stick to it, then I think it makes it no issues. It's when you kind of get very close to those boundaries, that's when there's obviously concerns. But I think the best thing is to set firm boundaries. Um, and even like, so even all my work colleagues from previous jobs, mm-hmm. for example, still a lot of them very good friends with, still hang out every now and then. But the fact that now that we've all left and we don't work with each other, we're more just mates and more social, but we obviously all start as colleagues. Interesting. So then like, um, it's, I think it's an interesting aspect is like, we start off as work colleagues, right? Yeah. And then we become friends as well as being that. And then now we do this on the side, right? So then... No, you're so I definitely see too much of you, clearly. <laughs> way, way too much. Way too much. Of way you. too much, man. Way too much. I know way too much about your life, man. Right. But um, I think but to the point, though, we've, we've definitely, like, we've had conversations ourselves outside mm. of work, after drinks, work, mm. whatever we need to, even just a vent. Mm. But we've also, we know, and when we're in the office, we don't, some of these conversations we don't talk about. Yeah. We kind of keep it very professional because you have to. If you don't, obviously it looks really bad at you and it hurts your own personal brand. 100%, yeah. So then how do you build your personal brand then, Alex? I think to build your personal brand, um, one of the things, well, professionally, one of the main things is networking, right? So mm-hmm. if you go out there and network and people know about you, then, and they see the work you're delivering and stuff like that, then obviously that builds your personal brand. I think that's also personal too. Like, if you go out and you do things, meet people, people that kind of everyone knows everyone. Sydney's very quite small. It's so small. Like mutual friends is very small. You mean corporate Sydney in general? Yeah, corporate Sydney is just ridiculously small. So everyone kind of knows everyone, and so like that brand, both personal and work, kind kind of blurs the more you network. You got any other tips? Um, my other tip would be like to figure out what you want your personal brand to be. So, for example, if you aspire to be a leader, then you want your personal brand to reflect being a leader. So, for example, that's like getting involved in things at work, so like joining like, I don't know, the criminal society or group at university, join that at work and try and get as involved as possible because that shows leadership skills and initiatives. I would, I would actually think about the soft skills or think about where you want to be, say, in like five years. If you don't know what that is, what interests you in five years um, narrow them down to maybe like your top five what are the key soft skills you need to get there 
or technical skills. And so then try and embed those into what you currently do to then be able to show that maybe you're like get up and coming in that personal brand. Yeah, I think personal brand is one of those things you work on. Uh, but I think one thing that is very important is first impressions though. Yeah, so then how do you make a good impression? I'm actually curious. What actually first, is your strategy? I think in terms of first impressions, it's one of the things you've got, especially in a corporate kind of work setting, mm. you've got to show that you're competent. How do you show you're competent? You, you show you're competent by the way you articulate yourself, the way you hold yourself in like certain situations. Sure, you may be very confused and not know the process, stuff like that. But if you hold yourself in a way where someone can go, okay, I, I respect you for not knowing this um, and you, you're asking very good questions, at least then I think like they would kind of see that, okay, this person can do the job. They just might need a little bit of guidance or whatever like that. So it's those first impressions that are so crucial, especially in the corporate world. What do you think is an overshare then that can damage your personal brand versus like the right amount? Because it's all, it, again, like I've always read that to be a really good co-worker and a good colleague and get ahead, you have to be, be able to be interpersonal, right? So interpersonal. So then what is too much sharing versus undersharing versus like just right, do you reckon? Yeah, so I think in terms of the oversharing and sharing, this comes back to who... Like, if you actually really know someone, you become mates as colleagues. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can share a bit more. But if you're purely just colleagues, mm-hmm. um, even colleagues that I have very good working relationships, and some of my stakeholders have very good working relationships with, I don't actually share that much with them because we're not really friends. We're mm-hmm. still on that, we're just colleagues kind of mm-hmm. vibe. And so you really got to judge based on what the relationship is. Is it purely just a colleague kind of situation or is it, you're actually generally friends. And I think with that, like, one of the things is personal stories, um, even well, even at work, right? Yes, you can share personal stories, but make sure you're the right audience. It's, if you, have, mm-hmm. if you have a good, say, I know a lot of people have very good working relationships with their one-ups or their managers. Mm-hmm. They, you can obviously joke around, and, and it's a bit more personal because they, mm-hmm. they know so much about you, they work on your development, mm-hmm. stuff like that as well. But, like, a random colleague, it may take a bit longer to actually get to that point where you can share these stories. 100%, yeah. Like, do you have a comfortable relationship then with your one-ups? I do. I definitely do have a very comfortable and open conversations with my one-ups. I think the reason I have and I always liked having a very very open conversation with my one-ups is because ultimately they, your one-ups are the ones that are going to help support you through your career, mm-hmm. uh, especially within the team or if you have to change teams or something like that. And so having a good working relationship and then because you spend so much time with them, a good, um, not so much personal, but like outside of work kind of can be, can hang out if need to, sign of relationship. That is very important in terms of one-ups. What about yourself? Do you have a good working relationship? Yeah, I have a good relationship with both my one-ups because of like the structure of kind of like how we work in that org. Um, I've got two one-ups. I've got like my product one. And I guess like my skill set one, like my discipline type. And both of those I've got a really good relationship with. I have very candid chats. Like when I was coming back from Melbourne, one of them literally sat down and she was like, how was Melbourne? Like, what did you get up to? What bars did you go to? Like I have that kind of relationship. Well, that's a good conversation, right? And I had a similar conversation with Mm -hmm. one of my uh, managers about Hunter. Yeah. Um, And it's one of those things that like, even like outside of work, sometimes it's just like friendly chats. We're just like, oh, what do you do on the weekend? Stuff like that. But Other times yeah. you're like, oh, this is what I do on the weekend, but you don't give them everything. You give them enough where it's like, okay, cool. 
It's like that meme. Have you seen it on like TikTok? And it's like, and person's like, oh yeah. And the colleague's like to you, oh, how was your weekend? And it's like, yeah, I didn't get to up too much. And then you see a flashback of like the Instagram stories. And it's like the most wildest, like trashy thing ever. Like, is that what it's like for you? I feel, I feel like for most of the time, you've got to, you've got to definitely pull that card every now and then. You're just like, oh, you know, I had a bit of a quiet one. <laughs> Caught up with some friends. You know, I think it's one of those things. Like, you've got to play it down because you can't get too excited. Go, oh yeah, I got drunk every day and I don't remember anything. Like, obviously that is... A story only from like personal people and like yeah. you only your true friends. But obviously to that point, your true friends would already know that anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they but wouldn't they, need to like they ask on Instagram. Yeah, they have on Instagram. But then to that point, then having colleagues on social media, what do you think of that? Bit? That's tricky, right? So the only colleagues I have on social media are people that are like genuine mates, and so they see everything, but they also don't because I don't have them on my close friends. Well. They can say enough, right? See them get a little excited. Yeah. See what you're up to. See the true life, Jen. I know. You're my close friends, though. Yeah. I'm on yours, too. It's interesting. But I think it's like, when, like, well, I don't really post much on Instagram and stuff like that. You post on your close friends a little bit, though. Not really. But to that point, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. If you do, I don't really have friends. colleagues that much on my Instagram either. There's a few, but I think the more the colleagues that I have on my social media are the ones that are actually from previous jobs. Okay, where we, I got, get that. we got closer, That's like me too, yeah. and then now after we're not really working together, then I still have them on social media to keep keep in touch, right? What about having your managers on social media? So when I used to work retail, mm-hmm. um, I definitely had my managers on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fu- kind of funny because yeah. they were like in retail; they were like much older, yeah. <laughs> so that, and it was fine as well because I genuinely try to keep my social media pretty clean anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think. As we've kind of gotten more into the corporate world, sometimes you can, I think, if you have that relationship. But I, I haven't really needed or wanted to add any of my managers, per se, on I've social media. I've got one of mine, but she's not there anymore. Do you know that one? She left the bank yeah. a while ago. But I've got her, and she's, she's hilarious. She's a boss. And I've got, like, a few old ones to, like, previous jobs because we just got along so well. Yeah, I agree. Like previous jobs. I have them yeah. as well. But I think... Even right now, the current, the current my current role and current team, I have no, I've like not really appropriate. Not, not really appropriate. Also, I don't feel like the need to. I don't need to have my managers on my social medias. Exactly. I think it depends on like if you vibe straight away or not. It's like yeah. a, it's a very touch and go. But then again, talking about Brian, like you see me in like professional sense and a personal sense. So then, what would you say my professional personal brand is? Well, give me like give me like three words describing of your. Professional. professional personal brand. Well, you have the corporate voice now, Jackie. That, <laughs> that's the me, corporate man. voice that everyone now, Jackie. But in terms of personal brand in yeah. the workplace, um, it obviously comes off like very well respected because, like, you're talking to like your managers, you're leading your project, which you're kind of being the lead of, as mm. opposed to getting a lot of support. Mm. Um, I think there's also uh, like a mutual understanding that like. You're very, you're very competent, you know mm. what you're doing. And so, like, obviously, that's a very good personal brand to have, especially if you, like, push for promotion mm. and you're pushing um, to try to get the next step in your career, right? Mm. So I think that kind of, these kind of things, and if, as you mentioned, you said to me many times that your name gets dropped a lot because of the work you're delivering, mm. um, which is good. It's mm. kind of the corporate brand that you want mm. and that it's good to have. Not true yet. Then I'll have you. Hmm. 
What do you think about me? What about me? You talk a lot of shit. No, I'm joking. I mean, sometimes to certain people, you know. <laughs> I hear a lot of no. I'm, I'm, I think I am one of your one of, or maybe your one, um, unpaid, unqualified psychologist. My psychologist. I think I have. A I point. think I'm your psychologist. No, I man. Oh yeah, I gotta help you through your trauma. <laughs> I mean, it is. It, 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 it's trauma helping trauma. But blind leading the blind at this point. It's definitely the blind leading the blind. <laughs> But as long as as long as we can have a drink to talk it out, uh, we can have a separate session. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take it offline now. Take it offline. Yeah, we'll take it offline. Take it offline. Um, but your personal road, I would say that yeah, again, you are quite competent. I would say that I'm seeing interact with your stakeholders, and they really trust your judgment. And I think that's a really, really good like personal brand half. I've seen you talk to your stakeholders before because we sometimes sit next to each other, and because hot desk is very easy. And I see, like, you, your stakeholders actually generally ask you questions and you're able to make very quick business decisions in the moment, which I think is a very, very good skill because I actually generally do trust you. It's one good skill to be able to make those decisions fast. And two, it's good that they actually see your competence, which is, again, competence, I guess. And three, I would say that you're very approachable, slash easygoing. And I think that's also very important. I think it's important both personal and professionally oh i think but even like professionally to be approachable i think that's really really good because if you aren't approachable right then people find it more difficult to work with you i agree there's definitely i've definitely had in my old role previous companies working with some people it was very hard they just weren't approachable at all and it actually made it hard especially when you're on projects and you're trying to deliver critical pieces of work right Mm. If people aren't approachable, it kind of it makes it really annoying to try and work with them. How do you like? How do you, would you become then more approachable? Because, say for instance, if you're an introvert and you want to become more approachable, but you're not really sure how to convey that approachableness, but having to outwardly start conversations. Because some I know, introverts, some of my friends, they're actually I have this conversation from a lot. They're like they're not actually comfortable to start conversations with people constantly. Yeah, so it's just not their nature. So then, how would you? With to seem, now. Yeah, to seem more approachable. One of the simple things to seem more approachable is smile. Mm-hmm. If, actually, if you're actually, well, even in the office or even like now with like all the video meetings and stuff like that, if you actually smile, you mm-hmm. actually does help to be more approachable. Like it's a, it's a simple thing. You don't actually have to say much, but if you just smile and like it's like a genuine smile, mm-hmm. um, you do become more approachable. I think also to that point, like everyone is human, right? And so if you kind of like go, okay, these people, they, they're a bit more like, not as personal, a bit more scary to approach. But if you mm-hmm. are the same, it's like a bit more like, and you can come talk to me at any point, like kind of giving out that vibe, essentially like that you are available, even if you're busy as hell, um, at least then it means that like people will try to come to you. And if, okay, if they, you don't have the right person, at least I know who I can take you to. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that's, like, super important. Um, and then also then, how do you then... You know how the language is speaking... If you're talking to someone really, really senior, right? Obviously, you want your best personal brand to come through. Yes. At the same time, you don't... You still want to stand out, right? So then, how would you stand out to someone really senior when you have opportunities to talk to them in the office? I think it depends on the situation. So mm-hmm. if you're talking about a piece of work... Um, you guys obviously show that it was really your piece of work and 
Are you Leonard or whatever you whatever kind of attribute that? But also, you can't overstep. Remember, so exactly. How do you, you can't do overstep. So it's one of those things where it's like you got to highlight in a way that it's like this was my work, but also like other people who were supporting as well. Um, but then, like obviously, senior people, a lot of them are very busy anyway. Mm-hmm. So if they don't like a senior person to seem competent and stuff, it's like they a senior person they don't want to be like. They don't want to muck around. They don't have like five meetings to get one action, for example. Mm. So I think it's definitely a skill is when you get more talking to more senior people is you just you give them what they want mm. and kind of be like very direct. Okay, this is what's going to happen, and this is a cause and effect. That directness, but also if you say in a way which is not like overstepping or oversharing, that actually looks very good for you because you're like they're like okay, you you got give me your options here, the options here the pros, cons, whatever it is, and then, like, if you need guides, okay, this is from the leadership position, they're like, okay, pick that option or do that option, as opposed to going, oh, what should I do? Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. Like, navigating those conversations are really hard. I remember the first few years, like, the first year or so when I started corporate, navigating those conversations, I would literally just freeze up. Because yeah, I agree. It's a, definitely a skill you it's learn. It's so hard, right? Because, like, I'd either overshare by yeah. accident and then on the side, my manager or whoever was more senior in a meeting from my team would message him and be like, you're sharing too much information, stop. Yeah. You need to just get to the point. It is so hard at fine art, right? It, it is a skill. But I think working in the corporate world, you learn quickly. You do. And, like, it's okay if you don't get straight away. Yeah, I didn't get it straight away. Neither, neither did I. You, get mm-hmm. it, you eventually get it. And once you get it, it's a good skill that, one, is very transferable. And, two, mm-hmm. helps improve your personal brand. 100%. So then, like, building a personal brand, we've kind of, like, talked about it a lot in, like, different ways. So then, take away it, Alex. What do you think is the best um, things you can do to build your personal brand? I think in terms of building a personal brand, well, we're talking about, like, in a workplace and that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. The, one of the best things is to, is to build kind of a working relationship with your coworkers. Mm-hmm. So one of the things is if you don't know what to do, Find someone who knows what to do. Mm-hmm. And so they... How do you find that person? Through sometimes like working together. Like you might... In certain teams, there's a lot more sometimes very technical people. Mm-hmm. Use them as a resource to be like... So you show like your stakeholders that you take, think about it, take it away. Don't make decisions like rash decisions if you don't have to. Um, and then obviously if you need help, ask for help. Because everyone actually respects you if you actually ask for help earlier. Very true, As yeah. opposed to trying to do it and then at the very last minute go, I can't do it. Exactly, and definitely builds your personal brand because you're being proactive, which is a really important skill to have. I agree. But all in all, I think personal brand is one of those things that it's, once you, it's hard to have, but it's a very good skill to develop. And once you get it, it's as fast, as hard as it is to get. It's, it's much faster to lose. Exactly, that's it. It's it is, so much faster to lose. All you have to do is the one wrong thing, right? And we'll say the wrong gone. to the wrong person, yeah. and it's gone. So just as another reminder, obviously, if you have any more questions that you want us to cover, any more topics, uh, there's an anonymous poll on our Instagram, and we'll answer them and put them in further episodes going forward. Thanks, guys. See you later.